You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day with amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you happy wednesday happy hump day i am brandon olson you can find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon i'm also the founder of whole nine sports.com where you can find all of my written work uh quick announcement we will be back full time five days a week starting july 19th today we'll talk about kyle pitts getting paid how Florida will benefit from the change in name image likeness laws, and which Gators I think are going to make the most with the new name image likeness laws coming in because they kick in tomorrow. Thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Okay. First up, we're talking Kyle Pitts getting P-A-I-D paid, baby. Um, I mean, this this was kind of expected just given how the NFL usually operates or does operate on a rookie wage scale, which if you don't know what that means, pretty much means that the higher you get drafted, the more money you make. And I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, duh. Um, that's about as obvious as it gets. I have my own gripes with the rookie wage scale, particularly with how long it lasts. Um, just because like you can get a guy who's a rookie and absolutely dominates, but he's on a crappy salary for the remainder of his deal, which could be five years. Like look at Pat Mahomes; he was making still good money, but could have made a lot more money after his second year when he was just a king uh so yeah I, i've got gripes with it and i've got yeah i've got issues with it but whatever that's not what this is about this is about kyle pitts the highest drafted tight end in nfl history yeah history um of course with every uh first round pick got a four-year deal with a fifth-year team option, which if they were to pick up that option, he would get paid the average salary of the top 10 highest-paid tight ends in the NFL for that fifth year. Uh, So it'll be obviously completely different than what it looks like right now. Uh, Johnny Smith, of course, just signed the biggest tight end contract, and then immediately almost Kyle Pitts got paid more. Um, But again, that, that really didn't play a huge part in it, just because Kyle Pitts' contract was pretty much set up for him uh, the moment he got drafted. But Kyle Pitts did get about $33 million guaranteed and $22.3 million as a signing bonus, which is ridiculous. Um, He's carrying an average salary of $8.23 million uh, for the remainder of his rookie deal, which again is just, it's so cool if we're being honest. It's just, it's a very cool thing to see a rookie from Florida get paid like that. And like the dude seriously just like back up the Brinks truck for a rookie that is 
I'm so excited. I'm sorry. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll move on <laughs> from, from just that bit. Uh, of course, with the deal, it was everybody was just jaw dropping. It was Kyle Pitts just got the highest total cash in the NFL for a tight end through his contract. Uh, so he's got basically twenty-two million dollars in total cash coming in. Jonu Smith is at basically seventeen million. So Kyle Pitts with a huge jump, just over five hundred thousand dollars, uh, five million dollar jump over Jonu Smith, which is a lot when you consider uh, the Patriots also have the next highest paid tight end in Hunter Henry, and he's less than a million away from, he's less than 100,000 away from Jonu Smith. Um, Then you got the second most guarantees for a tight end in the NFL. Uh, First place is George Kittle with 40 million. Kyle Pitts is at 32.9 million. So like I said, basically $33 million guaranteed, which again, as a rookie, he's got the second most guaranteed for second most guarantees for a tight end in the NFL on his contract, and that is just absolutely insane. I know it's, I'm gonna keep saying it's insane and it's awesome and it's ridiculous, but like this helps put into perspective how wild it is that Kyle Pitts was the fourth overall pick as a tight end, just that his rookie deal set him at or near the top in so many different categories when it comes to looking at an NFL contract. And I'm sure there are people who don't really follow NFL contracts and understand how a lot of things work. Uh, That's totally fine. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me and ask me or feel free to tag me and ask me. And I got you. Like I I, I study this bit a good deal. yeah, so second most guarantees for a tight end in the NFL. He got the most guaranteed at signing in the NFL with 32.9. Kittle, who has the most total guarantees, was at 23.6 million. So big difference there between them. And Kyle Pitts, of course, the highest signing bonus. I This is just so repetitive at this point. Um, I, I understand and I apologize, but the highest signing bonus for a tight end in the NFL with 21.2 million or 21.3 million really. Uh, George Kittle's at 18, then John who's at 15 and Hunter Henry's at 15. Also the last um, highly drafted tight end, TJ Hawkinson, 12.4 million there. Uh, so he also had a pretty big contract. Weren't that far apart in terms of, uh, weren't that far apart in terms of just draft position i believe hawkinson was seven uh maybe eight he was in that six to eight area um and kyle pitts's contract is significantly fatter both as a result of the nfl salary cap going up and just literally that that slight difference in draft position helps so much but need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, or GameStop, Dogecoin money. I Kyle Pitts probably needs something to do with his fat contract <laughs> that he got. Visit rockauto.com uh, for all of your car parts needs. And I do mean all of them. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I know that I spoke about this before where I used to love saying I don't even have a car. But I, that'd be a lie now because I do. So sad but whether it's brake pads taillights uh hydraulics fuzzy dice in the back um the little 
hanging things on the back of the car, whatever you want to do, just go nuts with it. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Bucks? So that they know exactly who sent you. And of course, we had an episode about this a couple of weeks ago with uh, Drew Butler, who played in the NFL. He also played for Georgia, which is yuck. But you know, he's he's a good dude. Um, he came on to talk about how name image likeness laws are going to affect Florida. I highly recommend listening to it. Um, it was great information, especially if you're not entirely sure what name image likeness laws are. Basically, college athletes can finally get paid endorsement money and all that fun stuff for being themselves it's not like reggie bush who lost the heisman because he accepted whatever for whatever uh it's not like ohio state players who got in trouble for exchanging tattoos for just being on the team they they got free tattoos because they were athletes and they lost eligibility and that's one of the dumbest things i've ever heard genuinely um but I do think that the Gators will benefit from the change in name image likeness laws for a few reasons. First off, they have a large market in Florida, a ton of people. It's a highly focused on area and pretty much every sport, whether teams are great or terrible, Florida tends to be a highly sought after market and Florida's right there, the king of the of the South, really. Uh, well, king of Florida, at least. And one big thing also is that now these athletes are making an income off of their names. But you know what Florida has? No state income tax. So I'm not sure if high school athletes are going to be thinking about that just because they're going to be like, well, let me go to the best place that's going to get me into the NFL uh, and make me more money there, and then I'll worry about that. But for a lot of athletes, I think they will look at no state income tax, especially the guys that are like, maybe I'm not good enough to make it into the NFL, but like, I'll make a dollar every time I can, or I'll make money where I can. And if I can make enough in college with no state income tax, that'd be great. They're still federal, but no state income tax is going to be a big thing, I think. Uh, we can also look at the spotlight that Florida has. You know, even if Florida's not a top 25 team, which we are this year, don't worry about that. We're top five. I'm not even capping. Um, if they're not a top 25 team, they're still getting prime time games. They're still getting the games that are sought after and watched. Like I mentioned, like I'm in New York, and even when we had Will Muschamp pushing out Jeff Driscoll, and it was just like ugly football always. Florida, I get our defense was insane, and we were a good team, but Florida was consistently on TV up here on the opposite side of the country. So spotlight is always going to be in Gainesville, no matter what you say. So you have a spotlight on you, you get more views on your stuff, you get more followers, you get more everything that leads to you being able to charge more money for any advertisements that you are trying to get. That's all going to add up. I know it sounds kind of silly right now to be talking about this, but Name image likeness law is going to affect tomorrow. Like this is going to be a very hotly talked about topic. Uh, opportunity and reputation of the school, just because Florida's, you know, I mean, Harvard of the South, <laughs> as they say. Um, so Florida's the everything school. You know, we're great at we're great academically. We're great at the huge majority of sports that we have, and so Florida's the everything school. And yeah. 
of course, uh, the reputation and the opportunity to be at Florida because this is not just football. This is baseball. This is softball. This is basketball. This is women's basketball. This is gymnastics where Florida's putting out Olympic athletes. So Florida's the, not just everything school because we are the everything school but we're also the harvard of the south you're going to get your education you're going to make a few dollars while you play here and that cannot be overlooked if you're looking at this from the aspect of a student athlete an incoming student athlete or if you're looking at it from an incoming student athlete's family because a lot of these high school kids they talk to their family about this decision whether or not they let their uh opinion hold any weight that's a different conversation for a different day but and it's not one we're gonna have here but that's going to play a part in things getting your education so in case sports don't work out or if you for some reason don't have pro sports for your style um by that i mean like you don't have a, a highly paid sport like you're not in the top the big three for college to uh, to pro sports of baseball nfl of baseball football and basketball if you're playing softball you're not going to make bank bank if you're playing women's basketball you're not going to make bank bank basically the women's sports get shafted uh this could help counteract that impact a little bit it's probably going to exaggerate the impact but hey women are finally going to get paid for their sports and honestly they have some of the most entertaining entertaining uh college sports around i ain't even gonna lie to you as we build anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. Um, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar Champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk, personally though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like if you if you've listened to the show at any point ever, you know that. If you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem update on my uh sweet eating habits i have not eaten junk food today so yay me pat on the back right there built bar is your low calorie low sugar high protein and of course most importantly your high fiber solution you can even enjoy built bar if you keto remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off of your next order that is locked l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 to get 15 percent off of your next order at built bar Dot com, And to wrap up today's show, I'm going to talk about which Gators I think will make the most money in the name image likeness era. Um, because again, this is something that people are going to care about whether or not we should. That's not up for debate. Uh, also note that like last week with D-Line U, I am not spending the third segment of the Wednesday show talking about which other schools can claim that title because no other school can claim the title for DBU. That's us, all right? Cool, bet. Uh, So we're going to talk about which Gators I think will make the most in the name, image, likeness era. First up, Emory Jones, uh, the starting quarterback for Florida, a Heisman candidate. I think, I personally think he's going to be a top three Heisman player by the end of the year. Just given that whether or not you think he's got NFL prospects doesn't matter. We saw Tebow win it when he probably shouldn't have been, he definitely shouldn't have been a first round pick. We saw Johnny Manziel win it when he shouldn't have been. We've seen guys win the Heisman when they're not uh, high caliber NFL draft quarterbacks. We, that, the Heisman cares about production. That's what we got with Emory Jones. That's what we're going to get as a runner and a passer, I think. So he's going to make bank. Um, 
Again, starting QB for one of the best teams in the nation, and he's going to be heavily in the spotlight consistently. Emory Jones is going to make a lot of money. Next up, Kair Elam, top flight cornerback from DBU. He's the next man up. Whether or not you think they were good NFL draft prospects or whatever you want to say, Florida, top corner, usually big name player. Everyone knew who Marco Wilson was, even if you didn't think he was a good corner. Everyone knew who C.J. Henderson was, even if you didn't think he was a big name corner or a good corner. Everyone knew Tease Tabor. Everyone knew Vernon Hargraves. Everyone knew Joe Hayden. Everyone knows these guys. Luchez Purifoy, Marcus Roberson. Everyone knows Florida's number one corner at all times. Kyrie Elam is not only Florida's number one corner, he's one of the best we've had in recent memory. And he's going to likely be one of the top corners drafted. He's likely going to be a first-round pick. He's got a lot going for him. He's got his name is hot right now. He's probably going to make a ton of money with the new name image likeness laws. Next, Xavier Henderson. He's one of the most hyped wide receivers that we've seen with Florida. A lot of people just love clamoring about him. As a recruit, he was just a big-name guy that everyone has high expectations for. One thing with him, he's just a sophomore. He's got plenty of time to build his brand. I could see a company trying to get in early now and trying to get a two to three year deal going with him just to kind of have him locked up because even if this year is not huge for him, he's likely going to have just a lot of endorsements coming for him in his junior and possibly senior year. Next, Brenton Cox Jr., He's got high expectations as a pass rusher this year. Um, And one thing that I have to bring up with Brenton Cox Jr., he's already started marketing himself on social media as, quote-unquote, the top pass rusher in the SEC. Whether or not that proves to be true, he's already building a brand for himself, building a name for himself, getting himself out there as a legitimate NFL prospect, as a legitimate college superstar and he's doing everything he can to really build himself up he's putting out uh i saw highlight reels i saw graphics brenton cox is doing name image likeness right he got a little bit of a head start on it which is fine as long as he didn't take money for it he'll be cool uh so he's got high expectations as a pass rusher this year that he placed upon himself and he started marketing himself again as the top pass rusher in the sec and that carries a lot of weight because (laughs) The SEC usually churns out some pretty top-flight pass rushers. Caleb on chase on Dante Fowler Jr. Any of the Alabama guys are going to get hyped. I really like Christian Miller. But we're going to get guys always that are going to claim they're the best in the SEC. Brenton Cox Jr., one of the first guys to get going there, and he's kind of already carved that role out for himself. Next up, uh, someone who's expected to take some big steps this year, and he's gotten hype in the draft community as a potential top linebacker name in next year's draft, Ventrell Miller. Uh, he's someone that we're hoping can take the next steps this year. Um, I'm expecting that he does. I like him. I like this tape. And I've seen so many people already get on him as a top linebacker name in the draft, which kind of worries me because the draft community sucks at scouting linebackers. And I don't want him to be one of those guys where they overhype early and then he ends up burning out. But... I do think either way, he's going to get his hype there. He's going to get his name and he's going to make his money. 
uh, especially just he's got hype built around him. That's all that matters. Whether or not he lives up to it does not matter for making that money in college. So good job, Ventro Miller. Uh, I'll probably revisit this topic again at some point closer to the season. But for now, Ventro Miller, uh, Brenton Cox Jr., Xavier Henderson, Kyrie Elam, Emery Jones, go ahead and make your money, get your dollar starting tomorrow. Don't get don't get any trouble before then. But good for them. And that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Friday as I'll I'll have an interview. I'll say that. I'm I'm confident in that one. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can, you know, reach out to me, DM at me, whatever you want. Please do leave a review. Seriously, I get bored not seeing them. I check them and I feel like a loser for not having things there. But you can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is a W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E sports. Um, be sure to check out Locked On Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network. Catch Ross as he covers the Saints daily. And I know you guys, I know a lot of you guys hate the Saints, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but he's dope. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.